0: I absolutely kid you not when I tell you I was just in Walmart for an hour and a half going back and forth from the costume section about four different times. Actually, not even the costume section, the entire store. I walked around Walmart about four times through, I kid you not, every single section that that store has to offer. And I contemplated my Halloween costume so much. I'm I'm going to a party tomorrow night and I haven't been to like a proper Halloween party in a while, so I'm like, okay, let's do something unique, but not too unique, and then let's also do something where, like, you can look good, you're not too, you know, covered up, covered up, um, so after a lot of looking on Pinterest, I decided to be Goofy from Mickey, I wanted to be his son Max from the Goofy movie, if your childhood was as awesome as mine, um, actually we'll get into that later. But if your childhood was as awesome as mine, um, you saw that movie and you know exactly what who I'm talking about and the kind of look that I'm going for. But here's my thing: this look can go a, a hundred thousand different ways. I have like black cami, red cami, red sweater, black one piece. Like I have a lot of options. I'm working with here. And it's stressing me out. But hi, uh, my name is Lauren Griffin. I am the lovely host of Relatable or Debatable. And let's talk about childhood. I thought childhood would be something really good to focus on this episode because as time is moving forward, I am getting closer and closer to the depths of adulthood and I think it's really starting to freak me out and like actually realizing that I will be working most likely an 8 to 5 or a 9 to 5 job makes me nauseous and um like so I've been really reminiscing on my childhood and that's why I thought like I was like okay I know a lot of like my audience that listens to this is like in their 20s around that age I mean I feel like (laughs) I feel like adults if they listen to this like and I'm gonna be talking about growing up in like the 2010 kind of era they're gonna be like this, like, whatever, like, this is annoying, like, you guys had it so nice, and, like, we did have it very nice, and, like, I'm not saying we didn't, but, like, it's, it's interesting to talk about, and, like, a lot of people realize different things that we all kind of have in common, weirdly enough, and I'll kind of get into that later, but a lot, like, the 2010, to 2016 those six years right there were like absolutely unreal I can't I can't really remember anything that really happened in that period I mean so 2010 I was nine years old to 2016 I was 15 okay so nine to 15 years old that's all of middle school beginning of high school kind of endish of elementary school and it was just like such a time to be alive like believe it or not it was it's such a time to be alive and like I've been watching a lot of YouTube lately like a lot of vlogging and like fashion predictions don't ask me why also like you may have kind of winced there for a second because you'd be like Lauren why are you watching that I don't know I I let my YouTube just kind of autoplay so and a lot of people are saying like a lot of the trends from the 2010-2014 kind of eras are gonna be coming back um one example is like the spiky ball earrings. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but the spiky ball earrings. People are say people are saying that it's like gonna come back, and also like, I don't know if they actually said chevron. Someone was talking about chevron earlier, so that's why my mind is on it. But um, kind of you kind of know where I'm going in this direction, but. I just thought I would talk about like what a time it was to be alive in 2010, especially as a child. I'm really, I really would love to learn a different perspective of someone that was like maybe a teenager in this era. Like, like I want to say like 16 to 22, like around that age range. Like I want to know how their lives were during this time period because I remember mine was amazing and like thinking about if I could drink. During this time period, like would make it even more amazing. Um, but like kind of the overall vibe of just like growing up into d- the 2010s, I'm gonna ask you to go to a really like just kind of far back back place in your mind because this is like the past. This was twelve years ago. Nope, thirteen years ago, I forgot what year it was. Thirteen years ago. Go back to then. Imagine yourself there. Um There were absolutely, like, no electronics to how there are today. Like, when I tell you how much I have, like, if I sit here and think about how much technology has changed since 2010 to now, it absolutely baffles me. I grew up with a DS. I had a normal, I had a pink DS. It was the normal one, no camera. And then for Christmas, a couple years later, I ended up getting like a blue, like an electric blue DSI. And I remember that thing had the camera. It's somewhere. I don't know where it is. It's either at my mom or my dad's house, but it is somewhere. And I need to go look through the pictures. My sister's contact picture is a selfie that she took on um, the DSI. And she's like four or five years old, like very young. But anyhow, no electronics. Like I had a DS. I did not have a phone. I had, I remember after the DS, I got an iPod touch, but it was the iPod touch without any of the cameras. Like I had no cameras. And I really like the only way I could have pictures in my camera roll is either if I emailed them because iMessage wasn't a thing. Like not really. Um, I could either email them or I could screenshot. Like that's all I could do. Um, so when Instagram became a thing like of course it was the time that I don't have a camera but actually <laughs> that actually could have been for the best at this time period. Um, I was not a very cute kid but we won't get into that. Um, But I remember I would post oh my gosh I it's so embarrassing I hate talking about this because actually people have pointed this out to me but when I was a kid like when Instagram became a thing I was 10, 11 years old. So, maybe this is like 2011-ish. And I would go on iFunny. I don't remember if any... No. Actually, I feel like everyone is going to remember the app iFunny because it was so iconic in my childhood. I would go on that app all the time and I would feel absolutely badass when I would see like inappropriate stuff on there because I was like, oh my gosh. Like, this is funny, but also like this is inappropriate. Um. But iFunny, I would screenshot memes from iFunny and post them directly on my Instagram. And like, I kid you not, I would, it was, it would be every single meme that I thought was funny. So every single time I saw one, a new post went up. And I remember people like told me, they were like, Lauren, this is so annoying. Like stop posting all of these memes on Instagram. And I just like didn't care. I remember I racked up to, I think, 3,000. 3,000 posts on Instagram in like my first four months like that is embarrassing Um, but I didn't have a phone I don't I think I remember I actually remember it was a friend in my neighborhood at the time the first person who had a phone like she had a like a slide up phone so you it had like the full keyboard if you know what I'm talking about and I remember she came over to my house and another friend of mine was there too. And I thought it was literally the coolest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. Like, I kid you not, like, I would take it. Like, I asked her, I was like, can I go downstairs and just go, like, pretend text? She's like, all all right. That's when we should have known, like, I don't know. I was a weird child and... I went downstairs and I would pretend text on her phone, and I felt so cool. I felt so popular. I was like, "Yes, this is it. I am living my dream right now." And then I, I'm pretty sure I begged my parents for a phone. Not that I had anyone to text, but I think. Well, I also was like, "Okay, I was nine years old. Like, who am I texting in the first place?" Anyhow, um, but I didn't get a slide up phone until s- seventh. Nope, sixth, sixth grade. I think maybe. F- maybe fifth grade. Um, and I had it for a little bit. Um, I had it for a little bit because they were kind of like coming down because you know what company was on the rise. I'll give you a second. It was Apple. It was Apple. I like, I am, I am honestly blessed to say like in all these generations of people that is like on earth right now, I am blessed to say that I was born before the iPhone was invented. Um, That's cool. But I remember I was like 10 years old and my mom had just gotten an iPhone. And I remember I got back from my first trip to New York with my grandmother and my dad. And um, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever because keep in mind, like, we had iPod touches, but this could do so much more. This could call, this could text, this could take pictures, this could, you know, do all the everythings you could imagine. So, like, everyone wanted an iPhone. And I think I got an iPhone in seventh or eighth grade, and it was like a 4S. So, it, I think, no, 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 it wasn't a 4S, it was a 4. And it, had, it didn't have Siri, and I remember I was so, so upset. And then, Yeah. And then I had like a five, six. I had seven and then like a nine and a third. I Anyhow, I've had a lot, but it's just like so weird. Like I grew up in a time where like we played outside more. Obviously, like we played indoors more. It was a lot of Barbies. It was a lot of Polly Pockets. It was a lot of little pet shops. Like it was a lot of that, but we didn't have all the screens in our face. Obviously, we had TV. TV was a big thing but like we didn't have phones. And it scares me. Like when I serve at restaurants and I'm, you know, taking orders, I'm going around to different families because I've always worked in places that, you know, families have come to. And I see children with full headsets and individual iPads for each child it makes me so sad I'm like first of all I am never doing that (laughs) I'm absolutely never doing that ever dinner is family time but it's just like it just makes me so sad I'm like this is their opportunity to talk and they don't talk and it's like children also are brats so they will scream and cry until they get whatever they want so like kudos to the parents for doing what they need to to get the child to be quiet but like I wish there was something else. You feel me? Like, I I wish there was something else that children could resort to. I don't know. But I just wanted to start with, like, how much technology has changed. Like, how I grew up in a time where, like, we didn't have it a lot. And I remember I had a Kindle. But I was just thinking, I was like, Kindles are, like, still popular. But technology was crazy. I mean, it wasn't crazy. It's crazy now. It wasn't crazy back then, but it's crazy to think about. And like kind of a couple years before really, I, I I don't know how to transition this more than saying, let's talk about my parents' divorce. Um, I This is a very like niche group of people that share the same like kind of divorce, parental divorce thing. Like with me, because my parents got a divorce in two thousand eight recession, like full recession in spring. Like it's a lot going on right now, and a lot of people like that I talk to, like their parents got divorced between two thousand seven to like two thousand ten, and we all kind of experience the same weird thing. I don't. I know a couple people, but I don't know. You know, obviously, many. It would be cool if there was like an army of people that just could talk about. You know. The commonalities between their parents' divorce. Um, but I I don't know if it's too much to share the story of my parents' divorce. It's not sad. I mean, it if you're like extremely sensitive, it could be sad, but I don't think it's sad. But let's just let let me just tell you how the conversation was going before my parents sat me down and told me they were getting divorced. Um I remember I wanted both my parents to play Wii Sports with me. I don't know what game it was. I wish I remembered. Um but I wanted them to play Wii Sports because why not? This is also when Wii was a thing. I totally forgot about the Wii. Um but I asked them to play Wii Sports with me and then they told me they were getting a divorce and then I went upstairs and then oddly enough the parent trap was on. So that's like my weird trauma comfort movie, the parent trap. I I love that movie. Um, but yeah, and then, and then, yeah, I don't really know what else to say after that because I feel like people are like, that's either insensitive or it's, um, you know, not enough. I don't know. I, if you can tell, I'm trying to be careful of what I say. Not really, but sort of because, so as some of you might have seen, one of my Instagram reels of one of my segments on here went, kind of viral and I've been getting a lot of hate comments and I hate getting hate comments I wish you know they're not like serious hate comments like they're for men like whatever like I don't care what you have to say because that whole conversation that Lexi and I were having was just like whatever like just an analogy but um yeah so I'm trying to be careful of what I say but I probably shouldn't because that like takes the whole fun out of it but yeah, my parents got divorced. Um, I ate a lot of hamburger helper. I ate a lot. If no one, if you don't know what hamburger helper is, it's mac and cheese with ground beef in it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That just like, it sounds so gross, but like if you put a bowl of that in front of me right now, it would be gone in two, two, three, four minutes. Like in that, in that range, it would a hundred percent be gone. Um, I ate a lot of pierogies. Those are still my comfort food. Um, you will always catch me, no matter how far I am into my life. You will always catch me with a box of frozen pierogies in my freezer. I love them. I will eat them whenever, whenever I need like a comfort food. Um, and some McDonald's. I ate a lot of McDonald's, and QT like a gas station taquitos. I would eat. <laughs> I would eat a lot of gas station taquitos, a lot of McDonald's, a lot of pierogies, a lot of hamburger helper, and a lot of apples. I remember I really was into apple slices. I would have apples every night. Um, But it's weird because like my parents got divorced in 2008. Everyone's parents got divorced in 2008. This was like kind of... I was about to say this was like kind of when I'm growing up. But like I was obviously growing up in this time period. Brain is fully developing. I'm taking a... um what is it? A human development class. Why couldn't I remember that? And we're learning about like body growth and stuff. And I'm like trying to like think of all the technical terms I could associate with myself at that age. Um, but my parents got divorced and I have a lot of comfort food. I have a lot of comfort movies. I have two Christmases, which I'm still forever grateful for. Um, I, I make, I make each of my parents PowerPoints for Christmas. Don't tell me I'm extra. Please don't. Like I know but sometimes like you have to be specific like sizing especially is something that you have to be super specific on and you know pictures would be nice and like what I'm looking for like the kind of feel so I make personalized powerpoints for my mother and father around Christmas time I just started mine actually last night so I'm kind of on top of the game right now but Christmas powerpoints are my thing and it's nice that I can make two um kind of moving into end of fifth So when I had a flip phone. This is all, I hope you know this is all going to connect from what kind of phone I had. So I hope you paid attention. So not really, but I had like a little flip phone during the time. The rise of One Direction, can we just talk about how that affected each and every one of our lives? I i am a changed woman I have been since One Direction actually no I take that back at first hear me out at first I was not a One Direction stan at first I was super against One Direction I was like "Ugh, these guys are so annoying like they think they're so cute when I watched the What Makes You Beautiful music video for the first time and Harry Styles had his solo I knew I was straight don't ask me where that's at now but I Harry Styles was my sexual awakening Harry Styles was the reason I realized I was straight and I had a boyfriend before I even the like that's that's what's weird to me because like this was in about fifth fifth grade so like fourth grade I had a boyfriend Harry Styles was the one that I truly loved um but One Direction Coming out, I was obsessed. I instantly was obsessed. I was obsessed with anyone from England. I wanted to go to England so bad. And I actually tell people, like, I told people that in England. I was like, ever since One Direction started, like, I told myself I wanted to go to England. I know that sounds terrible. I know that sounds American, but I got to do it. Um, that's cool. But... It was a time to be alive. And during this time, I remember every single time my mom would go to the grocery store and I would come with, I would always go to the magazine section and I would either find like Tiger Beat, J14, Teen Vogue. You have to know what I am talking about. This had all the gossip regarding every celebrity that was hot during the time. And I would beg and plead to my parents fresh out of divorce <laughs> to buy me a magazine while in the midst of a recession. And sometimes I got it. So I'm very grateful for my parents for providing for me in that way. Um, but I would go home. I wouldn't read the magazine. I don't think I actually ever read the magazine once. I would go to the middle. I would take out the posters. There would be one that was landscape that's sideways, right? Landscape and vertical and one that was like vertical. Yeah. And I sometimes like if it was one direction related, anything one direction related, that's immediately going on the wall. I had an entire wall in it, and, and part, of, like, another wall and part of my ceiling was dedicated to One Direction posters, when I tell you, you couldn't see the color of one of my walls. You could not see the color, but it, because it was so covered with One Direction posters, like, I was at the point where I was just putting more on top of each other. Um, That's how obsessed I was. I was obsessed, and sometimes I would be so conflicted when opening these magazines, because if it wasn't One Direction related, and it was, like, Selena Gomez versus, like, I don't know who was popular at the time. Miley Cyrus. Like, I would be so conflicted. I'd be like, okay, which one am I going to choose? Which picture is better? You know, which one do I not have more of? You know what I'm talking about. But yeah, like, those magazines and my obsession with One Direction was like not a good mix for the reason of my One Direction wall. I also had a Harry Styles cardboard cutout. I wish I still had that I would a hundred I would a hundred percent have that in my room right now I have the perfect corner for it I'm staring at that corner right now and I know he would look perfect there but One Direction just like totally that was what my childhood needed I was never like a believer Um, I wasn't a huge Justin Bieber girl I wasn't a huge um like Cody Simpson if anyone remembers him that's like a Forgotten memory. Um, Austin Mahomes, like all those people, like I was never into them, and I was like, ugh, I wish I like had someone that I was, you know, into. And then One Direction came out at like quite literally the perfect time. And Harry Styles was my first crush, still my current crush. Um, some things don't change, but One Direction was amazing. And like as One Direction progressed, it progressed into quite literally one of the most iconic eras that the 2000s as a whole has, which is 2014. 2014, as some may know it, as the Tumblr era or like the just girly things era. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I want you to look it up right now and I want you to familiarize yourself with this and kind of put it into your head of how you would respond to something like this. Like, in that time but the tumblr like shut up right now because I made and remade about eight tumblr accounts of me taking no taking other people's pictures not taking my own sometimes I would take my own but most of the time I would steal other people's pictures from their account and post it like it was mine and then use a ton of hashtags and get a ton of likes and i was like oh my gosh like this is so like this is so cool this is so it and first of all girl your your account did not look good in the first place like the account was not looking good if i looked at it now i would probably vomit but uh the tumblr era the just girly things like put yourself there and i also like had tumblr accounts with people it was just like a weird time to be alive like it was a lot of like the little kind of half smirky faces, the eyes crossed, like the ooh like the, the big side parts. Like there was, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. There were so many different people, like flower crowns, the Fault in Our Stars. Like picture that right now. That was iconic. Absolutely iconic. And I... I actually, I saw a TikTok and it was, like, 2014 core. Like, that's what the TikTok was. And it was, like, a slideshow of, like, different things. And some of these comments of, like, these little children. And they're, like, ugh, I wish I was a teen in 2014. I was, like, girl, you wish. Like, actually, though, like, you wish. um, But also, that's kind of, like, icky to me. I'm, like, that makes me feel old. And I know... Like, it's so annoying. I know it's annoying to myself, at least, Um, when I say I'm, like, old because, first of all, I'm not old. I'm very young. I'm very young and very youthful. I still have all my energy, all my bones. Like, I'm doing great. But I, f- I think I feel old next to younger, like, I mean, younger kids. Duh. Like, that's a duh moment, Lauren. But, like, I don't know they, they intimidate me. (laughs) I'll, I'll kind of talk about that later, but they intimidate me and they scare me. And, um, that's why I feel old, but they shouldn't do that if I feel old, whatever. But, um, one thing, oh, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I was about to move on without even covering this. Can we talk about MagCon? Can we talk about MagCon and the Vine boys when they would go tour? Um, oh gosh, I have such an embarrassing story. Everyone, if you, if you know me, you know this story, but I'm about to tell it anyway. So you're a hundred percent going to know me after this. Um, I remember for, it was either Christmas or my birthday. I was so obsessed with Hayes Greer. If you do not know who Hayes Greer is, you have to know who, well, actually you have to know who Nash Greer is basically, or Will Greer, their brother who played at Florida. Um, but I remember I begged and I pleaded to my mom, and I was like, "Please get me VIP tickets to like a MagCon like tour, and please let me meet Hayes Greer." Um, well, it ended up working. Uh, I got to take my best friend with me at the time to meet Hayes Greer, and um, I we were we had to be thirteen years old, and the tickets were like two hundred and fifty dollars a piece. So, that's a lot of money for two girls to go meet these internet boys. But, oh, it gets better. Just wait. So, we get to the venue. I'm wearing some floral kind of shirt with little black beads. It's hard to explain. I wish I could insert a picture. I'm going to start making these visual at some point. But, I'll post them on the Instagram. Whatever. So, we get in this long line. And... We're like kind of in the front. Like I would say we were kind of in the front of the line because we got front row to the little show after. Um but I see Hayes Greer out of like my vision and I remember like everything kind of went black for a second. Like I almost passed out. He was literally like this man wasn't even dressed up either. This man was not dressed to impress. He was wearing a Florida hoodie and a pair of joggers. Like He just got out of bed and he's in Atlanta about to perform the show for these screaming teenage girls. And, you know, you go down the line and I was going down the line and like there were some people like there was Twames. If anyone knows who Twames was, I met him. I have a picture with him. Ricky Thompson, if anyone knows who that is. Um, Alex from Target. Funny enough, that guy who was kind of a meme for a second. Yeah, no, he was there. I took a picture with him. He was hot at the time. Um... And then, like, last – but – oh, no, no, no. And then there was this guy. I don't remember. I, I have actually no idea who this guy was. Like, half the people there, I had no idea who they were. And I would just smile with them and, like, act like, you know, I was their biggest fan or something. But this one guy, it was the guy right before Hayes Greer, and he, like, held my hand. And, like, he held it out, in, in, like, in front of us. Like, we're posing for this picture. And he kisses me on my cheek, and I want, like – the amount of uncomfortable on my face like is absolutely hilarious because I was just like not prepared for that and I also was like who the hell are you like get out of my face I'm here to see my man Hayes who is right next um so I walk up to Hayes Greer and I'm like hey like I am thinking I look so bomb right now I have my braces I have my skinny jeans I have my boots on like I'm feeling myself and I take this picture, like both of my arms wrapped around his stomach. He has an arm like on one of my arms and it was a 15 second encounter. This was 15 seconds, $250 for 15 seconds. Um. So afterwards, I'm absolutely starstruck. I'm waiting for my friend and then we run into these other two girls or maybe... I don't really know how that... I Actually, that's really fuzzy with me. I... think we ran into them or something but um then we get ready for the show and we go in the front like the barricade and we meet these two other girls and we're just all like chilling we're chilling at this point and then basically the show long story short they're dry humping the stage and pretending to sing and playing like um what's that song uh no type by um ray shremard anyhow But that's my 2014 iconic story and that is a year I will always remember because of that and the other things that just I was experienced with and growing up with like that's so cool and I don't know I feel like it's going to come back like obviously not MagCon or anything like that but like I feel like that definitely like the fashion and kind of like how the Tumblr kind of era thing was like I kind of want that to come back that'd be kind of cool. Um, maybe I'm the only person in the world that thinks that, but that's what I think. Um, and kind of like kind of rolling off of 2014 is 2016. Now this was like pretty, pretty recent, but 2016, the one thing I will say about 2016 is 2016 hands down had the absolute best music you can ever, ever, ever imagine. Um, let me, I'm actually right now, I am going to go on my Apple Music. Don't hate me for using Apple Music. It is 100% better than Spotify and I will stand by that. I used to be a Spotify, like I never actually had Spotify. Like I always used Apple Music, but I always would like root for Spotify. I was like, yeah, Spotify so much better, but like I have Apple Music. Weird of me. That's another weird thing that I do. All right, let's go to hip hop and rap of 2016. I'm just going to list like six or so songs. Um, One Dance by Drake, Broccoli by Dram featuring Lil Yachty, Hotline Bling, Work by Rihanna, Um, No Problem Chance the Rapper, Goosebumps Travis Scott like, Pick Up the Phone Travis Scott like all these songs, these rap songs, X by Twenty One Savage like this was life changing. This was what we needed in high school. This time to be alive for music was absolutely unreal and that's just like the rap hits too like if I go to like pop hits like let's see what came out hello by Adele iconic that song I remember I would always try to hit that note I think I have a video of myself somewhere trying to hit that note I'm so gonna find it it's so embarrassing like that's something that I shouldn't show people but I'm just the type of person I'm like well I really do not care and I will show anyone anything because that's you know just like something that I need to work on but you know I open up very quickly but like 24 karat magic um side to side Ariana Grande dangerous woman you get what I'm saying okay so Justin Bieber had a lot of hits he had that album come out like we had a lot of good music in 2016 and I think it shaped kind of the person that I am today and the standards that I have for music today because nothing will ever be like hearing a mat like hearing the song broccoli for the first time or like hotline bling or something along those lines hearing that for the first time at the age that I was at I would do anything to go back there um to conclude basically um now that I'm kind of able to witness these things and was kind of looking back at my childhood it makes me scared for these children now like I'm really nervous to see how, like, how things have changed when they are my age and, like, even, like, what the children are like then, like, when that happens. Like, that is going to be nuts and I'll be, like, what, 40s? Ugh, that's annoying. Um, But I'm, like, scared. I'm scared. All these children now are, like, so subject to technology and phone use and always looking at something, always a screen, always something and I think that's like incredibly going to like affect these following batches of kids like in these generations. I'm not gonna get all like science because you notice how much I'm saying like now. It's because I'm talking about something that I'm not comfortable with but just basically know that I'm scared for these kids and I'm scared for (laughs) what the hell is going to happen in the world when these kids are grown up. But anyhow, I think I really dished everything out about childhood that I possibly could. I obviously could have talked about, you know, the first core memory is swimming or riding a bike or, you know, stuff like that. But I think I really got out what I needed to, and I think I lived my childhood as much as I could right now. But I hope you guys got to live your childhood, live back to your childhood too, if you wanted to. If you didn't want to, that's fine. You know, no pressure. But anyhow, thank you guys so much for listening this week. Um, let's hope I don't get any more hate comments by the next time. Um, but I will be happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. Um, I have look hot wear a great costume be your best um but you guys have a fabulous week and i will see you next week bye